Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. Joined this week by... Grace from nowhere in particular. <laughs> just just this Jersey too, I guess. Grace is my middle sister. I've got three sisters. Rebecca's been on the show a few times before. Grace, have you ever been on a podcast before? I have never done anything like this ever, but I do like to talk a lot, so it works. <laughs> so it works. So <laughs> this week, I couldn't, uh, couldn't get in touch with, well, I couldn't get in touch with Pierce, but his schedule was all packed. Couldn't set anything up with him, trying to figure out what am I going to do. I didn't have an episode recorded. And it's episode 69. Now, you didn't know that, Grace. But it's episode 69. So I was trying to think what would be the funniest but safe for work. <laughs> I, I don't know where this is going with 69. We could do on 69 because that could be funny. So I was thinking, okay, things you put in your mouth. We could do an episode. <laughs> so you chose your sister for this episode. We, we could do an episode all about braces and palate expanders and our dental histories. That sounds the worst <laughs> That sounds so incredibly boring. Except we've all got some pretty funny stories about our dental and orthodontic history. I don't. Well, Rebecca does, I do. I mean... <laughs> but the concept is funnier than that. What it ends up being is, Grace, you have just, five minutes ago, finished season two of uh, Orange is the New Black. Correct. You also finished earlier today season four of Game of Thrones. Um, I've also seen all of both shows, so we're going to talk full spoilers. Here's your one and only warning, full spoilers for Game of Thrones. Definitely season four, possibly anything from the first three seasons, and we've never read the book, so nothing from there. And all both seasons of, of Orange is the New Black. Anything's fair game, so you've been warned. Okay, so the relationship of this to orthodontics is... Absolutely nothing. That was just my original Absolutely idea. Absolutely nothing. Okay. And I knew, so... the, I knew the look on your face would be funny. And even if people listening can't <laughs> see it, I could edit it me. Okay. All right. So, so, Pierce couldn't come. Orthodontics upgraded to me. Game of Thrones. And Orange is the New Black. And Orange is the New so, Black. So, since you are the guest and you've just watched both of the season finales today, which would you like to talk about first, Game of Thrones or Orange is the New Black? Orange is the New Black because I just finished it and it's on my mind, and honestly, I thought it was a better ending. The season finale for Game of Thrones was good, and I'm sure a lot of people thought it was great, but there was it wasn't as good as some of the intermediate episodes, I thought. Like, if you had ended when... Um, the mountain punched what's-his-face eyeballs out. That would yeah, have been... Yeah, we should put our, point out right now, we're both really bad with names, and there's oh, a lot yeah. of characters in both shows, so well, be, be ready for a lot of, you know, the guy with the face. That's that's why I like um, Orange is the New Black so much, because they only use nicknames that are, like, really obvious, like crazy eyes. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it makes it red. It makes it very easy. You don't have to think about the characters. And, like, the one girl, one of my favorite characters today, they said her name, and I was like... I don't know that I've ever heard her name before. <laughs> Which one? Nichols. Nichols. They have, but her not name too is much Nikki. in season two. Right. And I always wondered why they called her Nichols. I think it's more that her last name is Nichols, and they call her Nikki because of that. I have no idea. They haven't really... The, the one who's the ex-heroine addict, Have right? they had a flashback for her at all? 
maybe in season one. It's been a year since I watched season one. She's so such a big character, but they really haven't gone too much into her And history. she didn't have as much to do in season two as she did in season one, I feel like. Yeah, but she's still, like, there. She was bigger in season one, but she's She's in, definitely around. She's one of those characters that's in every episode, even if it's only a little bit. She's, like, in the middle of everything. It was funny. I was just yesterday or earlier today watching a season one of Orange is New Black in five minutes or whatever summary. Ooh, do they have an honest trailer for that? It wasn't honest trailers. It was the Fine Brothers. Okay. But it was funny to be like, wait, that character's not in season two. Well, that character's not in season two either. Who? There's a bunch of characters who were either dead or released from prison, or m- mostly dead ones. But it, it was I don't funny remember to be that like, many dying. Uh, there was a couple. Uh, there was an old old African American lady. I watched this season one like in the past two yeah, weeks, we so say, I should you remember just this. Shotgun the whole show. I watched season one in a day, the day it came out. Maybe maybe two days. The first two days it was out. I did the same thing for season two, but I haven't seen anything from it. since No, that. I started two weeks ago and have kind of watched it here and there, but I didn't pay that much attention because it was usually background noise to studying. Which is a really easy show to do that too, because there's not too much like you actually have to see. It's a very verbal show. Very verbal. Much of the scenery and everything is pretty much standard throughout. It's like, oh look, another cubicle bedroom. <laughs> yeah, although the end of season one definitely some visuals that you need to see. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But usually, when whenever and... you hear like screaming or something like that, you look up, obviously. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, for somebody who doesn't know, and I mean, we said spoilers, but people still sometimes listen to spoiler things, Orange the New Black is based on a true story. Oh, I didn't know that. About Piper Kiernan, who's one of the executive producers. She's also one of the eyes in the opening credits. Okay, because every time I watch it, I try and match the, the eyes with characters, and not all I, of them I are characters. I don't think any of them Some of them definitely Some are. Some of them are. Okay. Some of them definitely are. But it's, it's loosely based on okay. she was a... Uh, White collar. Late 20s, white yuppie who went to prison, <laughs> at least in the show. I don't know exactly how it worked in real life, but goes to prison because of something she did in, in college, and now she, it's caught up with her, and she's in prison. Does she to have a lesbian affair with her ex drug lord girlfriend? That might have just been added because it's a really interesting story, and having Donna from that 70s show is always fun. Before my time, I'm sorry. That somebody's show was not filmed in the 70s. It's from the I know early that. 2000s. It was you know still before my time. You've never seen that 70s show? No. I'm, well, when did it go off the air? 2005-ish? Okay, so know. I was like 10. Okay, that's true. Yeah, you are 19? Yeah. About to be 20? Yes. Okay. Uh, actually, later this month, so early happy birthday. Yeah, in a couple days. Monday. Wow, really already? That's right, because we're already... It's not a very exciting birthday, so... Yeah, The next of, one is the exciting yeah, last birthday. Last birthday you could smoke, next birthday you can drink, and then there's not really too much... I'm, and I'm car. really against the whole smoking thing, so... <laughs> anyway. Alcohol all the way, but smoking. <laughs> anyway, so that's the basic idea of the show. She, she now is in prison, completely out of her element, but it's not really a show about her. She is the main character, but it's kind of lo- like lost in the way, like almost every episode is... And this episode is about this person. You're going to find out through flashbacks how they got to prison or how they became the person they are today. Which is actually much more interesting than she is. Oh, yeah. She is the least interesting character for the most part. There are some interesting things about her, but few and far between compared to I feel like most of the interesting things about her are not about her, but about the people surrounding her. That's true, like Larry. She has a very one-dimensional... I mean, every now and then she gets, like, really creepy mean, and then she goes back to normal again for, like, 30... When Piper goes dark, that's interesting. And then she, like, snaps back really fast. Which is interesting, because the last show I saw her in, she had a very different character. 
but I really like her acting. What show was she in? She was on a one season uh, nursing show called Mercy. Uh, I vaguely remember which that was existing, but pretty good. But it, I mean, obviously not good enough to to keep going. But and that uh, appeals to you because you're in nursing school. Yes. So that's yes. I think I actually saw it before then, so it didn't at the time. Gotcha. Okay. But. Anyway, that's what every, when I started watching this, I was like, oh, it's the random chick from the one show that I watched, like, five episodes of before it was discontinued. So, <laughs> sorry. If she's what you'd say is the least interesting character, and you already said you're like, Nichols, who's your favorite character? I love Very Offensive Cancer Lady. I don't know her name. Rosa. Rosa. Ro- especially in season two. What is her accent or her ethnicity? What is that supposed to be? A Hispanic accent of some type. It's not Hispanic, though. Is it, it is. I, I, I definitely couldn't place it as older Rosa, but with younger Rosa, that's definitely what it is. Like, possibly Colombian like a very or... New, but a very, like, New York yes, version. New York and it's version. the combination. Yes. I do think it's amazing how much the younger version of her looks like her, though. Yes. They did an amazing job. And it, you kind of feel like so it's all for that last shot very, of the season. I, I think they had to have picked the younger girl first, because she's just amazing. No, because Rosa's in season one. I know, but and you don't think no they, they had cast, that set up? No. Uh, no. They probably hadn't even come up with her backstory too much yet. That's, that's true. Because uh, they have, I would say they have an infinite amount of characters they can go through, but if she's only going to be in jail for eight more months. But I think she's going to have to get suspended extra or something for the show to keep going. Because they're already halfway through her yeah, stay. The way that they make the show about all the other characters, yes, they could stop it after three, four seasons. They could also just keep the show going without Piper. I feel like they would still keep her at least in the background, and she would somehow have to be involved. Maybe, maybe she's working with inmates, you know, something. Something. But she does seem to make a lot of bad decisions, though, that might end her up. Exactly. A ton longer. of bad decisions. She's um, Every dumb. bad decision? She is so dumb. <laughs> uh, you go back to Rosa for a second, though. Like, she kind of went from a background character in season one to, like, the hero of season two. Yeah. I mean, she had that little interaction that piqued your interest when you learned that she was a bank robber with the with the teenage boy and their little escapade, which was really cute. Was but you great didn't you didn't expect it to because you never saw her really hurt anybody in those shows. It was all about the money mm. in those episodes, it rather and her weird fetishizing of money. I, yeah. I would say it definitely borders on, like, literal fetishizing, not the way that most people use it, but the oh. actual way it's intended. I guess I didn't really see it that way. I just... Where of... she's, like, <laughs> rubbing her face with the money and the smell of the money, and it's like, she's... Yeah. No, I like money a lot, but... I'm not, not that quite, much. Not, not, quite not, not that much, but... But then, of course, then she goes into the, the murderous... <laughs> so... I, 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 Rose, I don't know if I'd say she was... I mean, yes, she does She literally ran murder a woman over. over with a car. But that was deserved. Because she was rude. <laughs> she was rude. I mean, we all wanted to kill V because she was evil and awful. I'm actually pretty surprised, though, that they killed her off so soon. Yeah, I mean... I thought she would be more of a reoccurring... Don't get me wrong, I wanted her to die. I just didn't expect to be gratified with it. I get what you're saying, but it, the way the show is produced... She kind of felt like the season's villain to me. I don't know. Like, it, I guess. it didn't, I don't want to say it didn't surprise me, because it did surprise me how she went. Because when she was escaping into the woods, I was like, oh, okay, I guess so she'll be, something will happen for next season, or, right. or if they don't want her back next season for whatever story reason. 
They don't have to. But then when they killed her off, I was like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. I guess watching Game of Thrones so much just makes me automatically assume that everyone I love will die and everyone who's <laughs> evil will live forever. <laughs> so then every time I see a show that, you know, follows the more regular pattern where the, the good guys prevail and the bad guys get run over by Cancer Lady, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just a little surprised. It was a great, great moment. Oh, it was beautiful. I thought she was going to hit her by accident. And when she actually, like, turned the wheel and rammed into her. And I love that V, like, almost bounces off the car. Like, it is a full impact. It's not like you just hear the bang. You see her bounce off the front of the car. The benefits of not being on broadcast television where the FCC can apply. Yeah. Netflix, you can do whatever you want. They take a lot of liberties with that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fun. I I appreciate that as an adult. So, Rose is great. You said you like Nichols. Love Nichols. It was interesting to see that Pennsylvania was barely in this season. Did you say Pennsylvania? Isn't it Pennsylvania? What does the name mean? Pennsylvania. Like, from Pennsylvania but basically from Kentucky. It's basically saying is Pennsylvania. Is that redneck. what they've been saying the whole time? Yes, okay. her name is. Or I forget what her real name is, but because you're like you said, the nicknames are much more. Yeah, I forget. I just call her Tucky. Although she, they did do some interesting stuff with her towards the second half of the it season. It was weird. They started to like they had this like episode where you thought they were going to follow through with like another episode, and then it just didn't happen. So I don't know if people didn't like her enough and they got bad feedback or what. Uh, I feel like, well, I feel like all the feedback was in before they even started with this season. It's probably more that just they were setting her up for the next I season. Guess. Like, have her get in good with, what's his name, the... the counselor. The counselor who's, like, the worst... Well, it's hard to say the worst person on a show like this because there's a lot of the worst person. He's persons. not evil. He's just but weird. He vacillates between weird and borderline evil, though. Like, the end of season one... But like, there's t- tiny, tiny bits where you kind of want to feel sorry oh, for yeah. him. And then he's, I think he's just really weird. He's just a messed up guy. He's got big problems with women. Like I don't see him as evil as much as, like, messed up. Like, v has, For the like, most part, I agree with you. Yeah. I, yeah, there's very few, but there's something about him. Bad just qualities. Off. Creepy. Off, but not, like, purposely evil. Except for when he let Tucky... Almost kill Piper. Yes. Yeah, luckily, that went the other way. Or it didn't, I mean, didn't, not the opposite way, but uh, Piper got her licks in. Right. Um, what did you think about them retconning that with um, the Crazy Eyes revelation in season two, where it's like she actually came in and separated them? I guess it's not really a retcon because it still happens after the end of season one. Um, I thought it was good because really you had to explain in a way why Piper wasn't sent to like a maximum security or like. Because she absolutely destroyed her. She did. To the point where she had to get new teeth. One of the amazing things, I I don't really understand, like, Tucky was so out to get her before, and then after she almost killed her is when she doesn't even care about Piper anymore. Well, she was in, like, intensive care slash uh, psychiatric ward of the prison, or a prison, for... Like, two months. I have a feeling they doped her up so much. That yeah, she... and I do like that you can tell that the character is different now afterwards. That oh, you yeah. Can t- they, they very purposely make her just a little bit off, and it's very consistent with something happened 
to her afterwards, and she's not the same. And when she came back, her disciples had abandoned her and had were like, yeah, what we did last season was really dumb under your leadership. But I You're think, an awful person. I feel like it's not only that that's changed, it's also her herself has. Well, no, no, no I, I mean, I agree, but in other words, she even if she had changed, some people change and then will backslide into their previous behaviors. When she came back, the situation was different enough that she couldn't even, like, fall back on my crazy people will follow me and I can no, be crazy and awful. not at all. So instead you had V picking up that uh, power vacuum in a way. I mean, not the same power vacuum. Very, obviously. very different power vacuum, but... It was a lot of... I don't feel like they did a lot with race relations in the first season. A little bit. But not a that ton you, in the second. So much in the second one. Uh, I mean, they did have a little bit in the first, but not, not at all like this. It'll be interesting to see if that continues or if you see the groups kind of fraction off well, now and that form, gone and not there Exactly, the and form new groups. But it does honestly make it pretty easy watching the show, remembering who's on whose team. I know that kind of sounds dumb, but no, it's I, like, I get what you're like you see a character and you don't have to remember their name or their backstory or anything about it, and you know who they're following or who they're with. For the most part. For the most part, except I mean, for the, the few enlightened people the few, standing up for, let's not be stupid about this. Or who just don't have any friends, you know, or you just kind of jump around from group to group. It does make it Like Pousse, and what's her friend's name? Kevin and I were talking about this at dinner Tasty? Tonight. Tasty. We couldn't think of Tasty's name. You can't think of Tasty? She's, we couldn't think they're of They're so friends. cute together. They're great. They're perfect. Her and um, the other curly-haired, the, the runner, the athlete. The three of them, I just love. They're all so happy, somehow. <laughs> and it's the, one of the best parts of the show, I think. There's a lot of good, like, little subgroups, like Nichols and the, um, I think they call it, say she's from Jersey, but she's really more from, like, the Bronx or Long Island. But uh, More, isn't it? The, the stalker lady. Oh, yes, the stalker lady. Yeah, which, yeah. I felt so bad for her, but at the same time, she was crazy in a lovable way for the audience for the most part. But I, if I was in the situation of the guy she was stalking, I would be terrified. It's not the right word, but I would not be sitting well with that. I would be handling it pretty much just like the guy was. And I like how much it takes you by surprise because for almost, I guess the whole first season, it really doesn't come out until midway it, second season, she's one of the only normal characters. She, for the most part, she comes across, besides her whole... She's annoying, but normal, if you Right, will, yeah. she's nice, she doesn't have any, like, crazy vendettas against anybody, she's she's not fighting with anybody, she just drives her little truck, and you're like, oh, she came in here for fraud or something. Probably don't go to prison for fraud. Um, you could. I guess, I guess the, um... Church. It was mail fraud, it makes it a federal crime. So, that's an issue. Okay. So, but regardless, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you find out all of this about her, and it's like, oh, wow. The boyfriend's name was Christopher. I remember that, because she says Christopher all the time. Christopher. Morona? Moroni or Morona or something like that. Something like that. My fiance, Christopher. Christopher. (laughs) I wish I had a fun accent. So many of the characters. I love I love Red's accent. I was about two, I was like halfway through the second episode of season one, when I was like, Holy crap, that's Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. It took me an episode I and a half no idea to who realize that who that was. But uh, Kate Mulgrew is the actress, and she is fantastic as Red. I love her, but I have no idea who you're talking about. She was one of the captains of one of the Star Trek series. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, but yeah, how good She's is she? She's consistently Red? good. And I always feel like no matter what crazy personality she has at the time, whether she's like going over the top 
like mama bear or whatever <laughs> she's doing, it's very consistent with the character. She, even if she's going overboard, like you see, there's always something behind her eyes. Like you know what she's thinking. She's oh, very methodical. Yeah. And her, it was interesting seeing her being kicked out of the kitchen this year and having to resort to, you know, the. I liked the that because the stuff. kitchen thing was just like the same thing every episode. Oh, you, you know, I bring stuff into the kitchen. If I don't like you, I don't feed you. I bring stuff into the kitchen. But it did become very clear in season two how much her being in that position kind of held the prison together. <laughs> like the moment she was out of power is when everything started going downhill. Was it really her being out of power or V coming into the prison? Both. Because V, there was a power vacuum because she was no longer in control. That V was able to snatch that up. V wasn't in the prison before that. She right. came in. She came in after right. Red was deposed. What I'm saying is if had Red had still been in power when V came back, there might have been a struggle, but V would have been operating, or not V, um, but Red would have been act, acting from a position of power sure. that she did not have. And V, who, their relationship was interesting because I wasn't sure if there was like, they definitely had a history, but, like, what level was that history on? Was never... Was it sisters? Was it lovers? Was it... Because there was there was more than just we knew each other in the way they interacted. Well, yeah, they beat the crap out of each other. But even beyond that, like, their first interaction where they, like, eyed each other up and then gave each other a big hug while simultaneously, like, backstabbing each other with words. Yeah, yeah, but I, I kind of just saw that as more of a tension in general. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I don't think they probably ever acted on it. It was unclear to me, in the way I liked, where it was like, something happened at some point with these two. But now that V's dad, will we hear any more about their story? You can still have a flashback. You can still have a red flashback in season three that has V. That's it, true. You know, or any of the other older inmates who've been there a while. So who's your favorite character? I like Nichols a lot as well. I agree with you on that. I like Alex a lot. Unfortunately, she's not in season two very ah, much. She doesn't really excite me. Um... Red is fantastic. I feel like we're saying all the same characters again. Well, they're the main characters. Th- those are the, I, I agree with you, Pusey and, and Tasty and that whole group. I love the yoga lady, whose name I forget off the top of my head. She's yoga lady. Yeah, she wasn't in season two as much. Oh, Crazy Eyes. Crazy Eyes is fantastic. Crazy Eyes is perfect. I feel so bad for the character, but... It's an amazing acting job. It, it's brilliant. All the different levels she has to play between legitimately crazy, like legitimately mentally disturbed, to making you laugh hysterically, and to making love you feel her. so bad for her at different and times. I, has that actress done anything else? I want to go I see her I believe so. Do... She looks very different outside of the uh, Suzanne slash Crazy Eyes get up. Yeah, I forget what I've seen her in, but I believe I have seen her in something else as well. It, I think it's interesting because the first season ended with her crying on her bed, and then the second episode ended with her crying on her bed. That's true. The first time was over Chapman. Maybe it time. wasn't the last episode, but right around that time, because that's when she beat up Chapman was after she got her heartbroken. Right, right. And then this time after when V abandoned her. And also the young girl who played the young Suzanne. Oh, I also love... very good. And again, just played into that. It's a heartbreaking character. I want more of that that story because you went to high school and then stopped. Right, that's true. Hey, do, we don't have any idea why she's in prison, right? I mean, we have a lot of something. ideas. I mean, she. I mean, even in this last episode, they're reading off a list of assaults and stuff she's had in prison. But she, they also mentioned they have some sort of deal where it seems like she's more or less protected. 
there, and it's kind of used. I get impression almost... like she's like a ward of the state type deal, or like an insane asylum type thing where she's not really crazy enough to be in a home, but she needs. But she's dangerous, so she needs to be in prison. It's so sad because you know, like, every time... You'd imagine that anything that she did that would end her up in prison was just a misunderstanding. Or was someone treating her horribly. Or was something... No, I feel like she would still beat the crap out of somebody for not a good enough reason. But it would also... not because of, not out of malice, but no. out of just, she doesn't even understand her. No, and one of, the, one of the things that was really sad at the end of this episode was, V was evil, and she only was nice to Crazy Eyes, Suzanne, um, because, for her own gain, but then once she leaves, no one else is nice to Suzanne. Right, yeah. It's, She's really but all at, alone. at the same time, is it better that they went out on a high note together? without, because you know at the moment it would suit V, because she already tried it, she would just cast her by the wayside. Oh, I don't deny that. I just wish someone treated her like the fake V did. No, I I feel like Piper could almost be that person. They've been close a few times. Ah, Piper doesn't have the patience to do it long term. Like, she tries to be a nice person in general, but as soon as someone just does it for a little too much, she's... I bet you Nikki can do it. Nichols could be the one who would put up with her for some reason. Yeah. I, the Her uh, heroin addiction in this one is definitely... Yeah, I feel like that's setting enough for season definitely going to fall back on... Definitely. That, yeah. I mean, they've been setting it up episode after episode, and I'm just waiting for her to shoot up and be a big problem. Uh, another character we didn't mention, and I'm going to forget the name, but what's the trans inmate? Her what's son's her name? name is Michael. I don't remember. Because she, she didn't have as big of a role in season two. As she did in season one, I feel like we're saying that a lot. They kind of swap. Like, if you took a big seat in, in season one, you're probably for not the most part, yeah. How amazing is that actress? She's she is great. so good. She's great. I mean, because like the I remember the first episode when they you know start introducing the characters, and I was like, I thought that that almost almost looks like a man, and then I was like, oh, it it really was. You know, depending on how you look at it. But like she. She's a very pretty. She, uh, the, the actress and character was biologically male, now biologically Both. female, or, or now uh, physically female. So okay, the actress is a, the, it's a, a trans okay. actress, yes. Um, but it makes me want to see way more trans actors and actresses in television and film because just because on the merit of how great uh, this one is, and I, I feel so bad I can't remember her name. There's so many names to remember. Oh uh, well, I found it interesting. Was I guess I didn't realize I had never thought about how someone in that situation, which prison they would be, which gender segregation. And I can imagine that with prison, it's pretty standard, but in different states, I can definitely imagine probably could run her having to go to the male prison or vice versa. Can you imagine a more horrifying... Oh my gosh, that would be awful. Particularly, I mean, it depends what what prison you go to, but it would not end well for uh, a trans inmate in that situation. I can't imagine, like... Yeah, so, I've never been to prison, but the impression. But I, I had guess. never thought about that situation before. There, I mean, I thought of much more like normal everyday problems with that switchover and and complications and stuff like that. But the whole prison aspect had never really crossed my mind. And this one, I think, one of the great things about. I think we're wrapping up with Game of or with um, with Orange Is the New Black now. We'll probably get to Game of Thrones. But to me, and we try to stay away from politics and religion and stuff on this show. But it is one of the more interesting things about Orange Is the New Black is. It makes you think about all kinds of issues you never thought about before, in terms of how the you know. It's a very different setting. There's not a ton of sh- dramas in prison. True. 
I mean, so you'll see some, like, reality shows, but, I mean, usually you have the a, a lot of stereotypic future, you know, spies or, like, Jack Bauer or whatever. Prison break where it's their prison, prison but break. Or... You don't have just, like, a normal day-to-day life prison show. Like, there's not one that I can think of. And so that it makes you think about all different things because most of us... I don't know what the percentage haven't been to prison, so. <laughs> Does it make me a horrible person that I never liked Larry more than when he was cheating on Piper with her married, pre- uh, recently pregnant best the friend? The thing is, I really don't like Larry or Alex or Piper. So, like, I really don't care about any I don't really of their like Larry happiness. Either, but I never liked him more than when he was doing that horrible I thing. I do like Polly. Polly seems very nice. I yeah. like Polly. She's, like, just so real, and she's kind of messed up, but she's, like, really real she's about tired. it. I don't know if I'd say she was messed up, but... she's. I do like Piper a lot more in flashbacks, with, like, the younger version of Piper. Oh, yeah. I, I like her a lot better, and somehow they made her way prettier than Bi- her. Bi-curious Piper in college is way more interesting than possibly bi-curious adult she's Piper now. She's just confused <laughs> and loving multiple people, and I just think she's very clingy and needy and whatever is available right. and makes her happy in the moment she goes with. If if Larry's there, if Alex is there, Crazy Eyes, crazy <laughs> eyes is there, I feel like if Polly was there, it really wouldn't matter. Uh, we There's one character who actually had a lot to do in the season two we didn't talk about it at all. So-so. Oh, God. Bro- was her name Brooke So-so? So-so. Brooke So-so. <laughs> I did not know what to think about that character. I want I her to leave. On, I hate you, or I think you're amazing, or I hate you. She has some funny scenes, but I never want to know more about her ever. I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like you don't need to know anything more about her. She's, She's there to be either funny or annoying or both simultaneously, and just to not get it. Yeah, you not know? at all. I think that was the, what made me kind of fall in love with her by the end. It was just, wow, she really just, she's been here for months now, and she does not get it at the, all. The hunger strike was an interesting, like, factor in the prison, but I don't know that it was really overly successful. I kind of felt like I think it was, we if, spent a lot of time on else, two people not eating. If for nothing else than to give the one guard who hated nuns an opportunity <laughs> to just... Just tell them how much he hated them for ten minutes. I think it was With, worth uh, it. What was the instrument? Did he have a ukulele at one point? Like he sang a song. It or wasn't something? a ukulele. He explained at the beginning was that it, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't oh, no. a ukulele. It, it, it wasn't. Was a, it was like a manda uke or something. It was like a combination of the exactly. Two or he explained it, and I wasn't really as interested until after I heard the song about what it was. But there's a lot more we could say about. Oh yeah, we didn't even get into the guards or the pregnancy or I mean yeah, the, but. We're already half an hour. Yeah, and they spent, like, how many hours describing it all. So maybe, maybe at some point in the future we'll talk about Orange is New Black again. But let's move over to Game of Thrones. Now, Game of Thrones. you just recently watched all of Orange is New Black on my recommendation, among others, somebody else that told you it was good. Yes. Game of Thrones, you just happened to mention, like, a month or two ago to me, something like Game of Thrones, <laughs> and I was like, wait, you watched Game of Thrones? <laughs> I had no idea. Well, I assumed you didn't because you usually are very against the mid- more medieval, old earth. And I'm not into wizards and shit, as I like to say. Wizards and knights and that type of thing is not... So I just kind of assumed that there it, are very you weren't few, watching like, it. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I did like Skyrim, but despite the story, it was only because the gameplay was a lot of fun and the world was interesting. In general, medieval wizards and all that nonsense just doesn't do anything for me. You take the same story, put it in space, and make it instead of dragons. I mean, dragons are always cool, but... Dragon Space dragons, dragons, and instead of wizards, Jedi, or something else, just make it... Su- 
instantly that story becomes interesting to me. You put it in a medieval fantasy land with wizards and dragons, and I could not care less. I don't know why. I can fully admit it's crazy <laughs> and weird, but that is the truth. So it Never surprised you that me. I was interested in Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, so I started watching Midway last summer at the same suggestion of the friend who suggested or- Orange is the New Black. Started watching it. Really freaked out by the first episode. I don't know if anyone remembers. With Bran getting pushed out the window? No, not that. The The opening scene is the white... Not not the White Wizard. The um, white, white Walkers. The White Walkers. Oh, that's true. I guess it is. It's this very creepy and like it's like a three minute scene where you just see snow and White Walkers and it's really rather creepy and I was like, what is this? And then you don't see White Walkers again for like ages. But I don't think you see them again until the season finale of that first. Season. Exactly. Regardless, I got into it. Wasn't quite used to so many boobs, but <laughs> <laughs> got over it very quickly and really, really enjoy the show. And I caught up. You probably helped with Orange Is the New Black as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, but it's I, I don't know. It feels more natural to have so much of the sexual stuff in Game of Thrones. I don't know, whenever I see it in Orange is the New Black, I'm always like, yeah, it's not really, like, necessary for any of the story. Like, a lot of just, like, the bathroom scenes, I guess they're just trying to be Authentic. Authentic, but it's just, like, unnecessary, where I feel like... In Game of Thrones... In Game of Thrones, it's more, like, part of the story. Well, a lot of of times, literally, because they call it boobs position or sex position, but basically... If we're going to be giving a lot of exposition in a scene, have boobs in the background. That way people will be entertained. Even the people who don't care about the backstory will be entertained enough to keep watching. That um, makes perfect so sense. So that, that happens a lot. But, so, you started watching last year and you caught up. And so we were, we were watching this season live, pretty much. Um, and I was once again reminded that I really like watching a season, like, in a week, more than, like, watching one episode at a time. It it's sucks. amazing how much I forget in one week. Yeah, and there's, I mean, Game of Thrones in particular has a lot of things going on from season from season to season, from episode to episode, from scene to scene sometimes, because there's so many characters, almost all of them with weird names or just slightly off names, like, you couldn't have Edward Stark, you had to have Nettard Stark, like... <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, no one, I mean, you just say Stark. Yeah, or Ned, or, you know... Or, but, Iron Man, whatever you want to do. Iron Man? Stark. Oh, oh, yes. I was like, no, Sean Bean. He wasn't in Iron <laughs> No. But no, the season finale was, was great. Like I said, it wasn't... Quite... We're talking this season, season four. Finale. Yes, okay. yes. I don't really specifically remember any of the other ones. This season hasn't been quite as exciting for me, I think, as the last one. Besides... Season three was probably the best. Uh, yeah, so season far. two was pretty confusing. Season one was really good. Season three, I think, it was the best. Just a ton happened... And I'm more of a fan of faster pace. I feel like there was a lot more dialogue in this season, which is fine, but I, I like to flash back from this character to this character all around, and I have a little bit of ADD when it comes to that. So you prefer the jumping around from character to character? Yeah, I don't like a whole episode. I mean, the, there was one episode, I guess the last one before the, the season the finale, I think it was where they focused entirely on Jon Snow. And that was fine for an episode. It was still a very fast-paced episode. Oh, yeah. But if it was one like... nonstop If it was like that all the time, I get I get bored. I want to catch up with every little group, because if I don't see them, I'm I'm thinking about them in the other scenes anyway. You, you haven't developed object permanence yet? <laughs> you don't see them, they don't exist. <laughs> no, I know they exist. That's the problem, is that I do have it, and I'm wondering about them. I'm kind of in the middle, I think, where I don't want to see every group every week. I would rather have... 
two sets, basically. So this week we're going to see these two storylines, or these three storylines. Three is better, yeah. I don't need to see five minutes with everybody, because then it's just like, no stories moving forward. I'd, I'd rather see two to three. And next week, another two to three, you know, and then you can come back next week after that, you know, for the for the last ones. Um, I, I get what you're saying, though, but I do know a lot of people... I don't. don't I like guess I don't care ones. as much if it's how many different groups we see. I just like it to be more interesting and I don't I don't like the transition time. You know, you only get forty minutes and there's a lot going on and I want it to be jam packed. Like I kinda want a season finale every episode and I'm that's, you know, <laughs> never gonna happen. But that would be my preference. That's one reason I really like comedies, because you're never sitting around waiting for something to happen. There's just you know, it's it's one thing after another after another. Sure, after sure. Another. I, I get exactly what you're saying. So Game of Thrones, kind of the same thing we did with Orange is New Black. Who's your favorite characters? Or, of, or least favorite characters? You start of with of course, Bastar. The ladies really have it in this show. I mean, besides... There's besides, a lot of good female characters. Besides right? Tyrion, you have... Um, Who's not one of the female characters. No, I'm so saying the female... Besides Tyrion, the, 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 my favorite are the females, which are, you know, Arya, Daenerys. What are your feelings on Sansa? Uh, well, she's finally has anything to even care about going on I agree. with her She's little pervy relationship with her uncle <laughs> step uncle kind of almost maybe in another world father type yeah. guy who i still think is gay <laughs> little finger <laughs> i mean even his name is kind of gay and i just <laughs> I don't know if I've ever gotten that impression. Yeah, he just strikes me. I mean, it's, it's fine if he is. It's just he's always chasing after these women, and I don't believe it. <laughs> no. But besides, I you mean... You think he doth protest too much? <laughs> but I've hated Sansa pretty much every episode until the the last one she was in. Like, from the very beginning, I just wanted to wring her neck um, with her stupidity. I really hated her season one, where she said, I want to be with King Joffrey. I want a golden ticket, Daddy. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I want the, go- the golden gates. Um, she, yeah, very much like that. S- starting in, I guess, season two, I started to feel bad for her. I didn't hate her anymore. I didn't think she was the most interesting character, but I felt really bad for but her see, she- as she started to realize she got exactly what she wanted and realized how horrible yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought she brought it on herself. But I agree. Starting, like, the second half of this season is where I was like, oh, now I actually like you for the first time ever. Like, you might be turning a little dark, a little self-centered, a little, not self-centered, but self-serving and methodical instead of just, I want the golden ticket day. <laughs> yeah, I did start to feel bad for her after, um... Joffrey started killing women with crossbows. Oh, yeah, and then everything with her and um, Tyrion was great, I thought. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting relationship. I kind of wish that that relationship had progressed more. It would have been interesting. Still possibly could. Yeah, I I can't really see them being married any longer. No, probably not. Uh, I kind of always wondered if... um, At least now you don't have Shay in the way. I kind of always wondered if, if something happened to Shay, if they actually would end up, you know... Kind of being like, all right, well, this is a situation. Let's have kids. Let's you know do in, this. In the episode with the purple wedding, and I forget the name of the episode off the top of my head, but I kind of feel like had Joffrey not died, that was the moment where they she was finally like, you know what, this might work out. Yeah, and then everything didn't. Work and I out think it, very quickly. it would have been an interesting thing to see her having to do, you know, really grown up kind of things and like stepping up to like, okay, well, this is what I have to do now, but. We didn't get that, so. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> Although we may in a different way oh, in the Oh, Marjorie. 
Marjorie is amazing. I don't know how to feel about Marjorie a lot of times, but I do like the character. And I love her grandmother. She's very is mysterious. Grandmother's Elena, I think. I don't know. I think, I think it's Elena uh, Tyrell. Yeah. But the two of them are just like, you are some smart women. Like, I wanted to see, and this will never happen now because Tywin died on the toilet, but I would have loved to have seen a Tywin-Elena team up because they could be the most ruthless the people Tywin ever. The Tywin and Tyrell and the names in the story. Yeah. That's why I like Orange is the New Black. You have crazy eyes. And tasty. Tasty. You, like, you figure it out. But this... <laughs> but I love Marjorie. I think she's very mysterious. I think she's smart enough to figure things out on her own, but she also knows when to take wise counsel like from her grandmother. And it will be very interesting to see her get to act as queen. And I love that I still don't know if she's evil or not. I can't make up my mind. I don't think you can classify her as as evil. I think she's very ambitious. Self-serving, certainly. But Which I feel def- like... defines Not like Cersei, where it's like, all I want is for me. I feel like she has good motives in some things, but she's willing to do a whole lot to get where she wants to be. And I don't think it's necessarily evil. Like, I mean, you can't really compare her and Cersei. But I can also see a setup where Cersei starts training her and manipulating Marjorie and kind of making her a mini Cersei. So will it be kind of Elena versus Cersei in that which which one will she follow? I can see it because season? as soon as I saw Cersei give her blessing for the marriage with the new son. Uh, Tommen. Exactly. Tommen. <laughs> The heck is that? So, with Tom, and I was like, ooh, why is she okay with this? Because she feels like... Well, and then we found out, like, last episode, she's not okay with it. She said she was, but when she was talking to her father, she's like, that Marjorie girl is going to dig her hooks into Tom, and and she's going to drag us all down. Oh, I don't remember that line. Something along those lines. She was more complaining about her marriage to Marjorie's. Brother. Right, because that would take her away from Tommen, and she wouldn't be able to have her own hooks in Tommen. That's not the reason, though. That's the reason she gave. Yeah, but everyone knows that's not the reason. <laughs> well, yes, it's Jamie. Uh, which she then explained to her father, who somehow didn't know. He was in denial, let's face Just like he was in denial I don't know. Tyrion would shoot him on the toilet. He's come across as such this brilliant guy who knows everything and figures everything out, and he didn't know that one. I think it's one of those things where you might know it, but you have convinced yourself it's not true because it can't be true. But I don't feel like that he's the type of guy to have the that denial aspect of his personality. With his his whole family thing, and if the, in other words, if that was true, and it is true, but if he admitted it was true, that means he has nothing because they're the last hope he has for his family. So well, I mean, I get what you're saying, but Tyrion went very dark this episode. Oh, well, after he he found out that Shay was in his father's employ for how long? Well, see, when he went into that room, I didn't understand that it was his father's room. The the first clue is that there was the Hand of the King pin somewhere in the room. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I didn't catch that. I was like, what is she doing here? Is this... At first, I thought he was in... She was in Tyrion's room. That didn't really make any sense. And then he, like, kills her. Very brutally. Strangles her. Yes, and a very dramatic, and at first I'm like, oh, please stop when she passes out, please stop when she passes out, because I love him so much, and I didn't want him to kill the only woman he's ever loved. Well, but really. I think at that at that moment, as much as it hurt him, he realized she never loved him. That was all a ruse. But I don't know that that's necessarily true, because she could have been with his father for safety, I mean, or forced into it. I mean... It's hard to say. The Lannisters are crazy, and if the, if the father had said, you stay here... 
There's nothing she could have done about it. The whole thing with my lion, where she was even using that line, thinking it was Tywin coming back in the room, and it was just as convincing as when she said it to Tyrion, makes me think that she was I didn't even catch that, because I keep confusing their names. Right. Well, no, no, she said my lion. She didn't use a name. She did use the name. She used the name first, and then she said my lion. Oh, okay. I, I must have missed that. But, like... It was the same way she would say to Tyrion, which made me think she was playing him. Plus, it would explain, like, she didn't do the whole testifying against him in court out of spite because he sent her away. She did it because that was her job and mission from the beginning, which makes a whole lot more sense to me. That's just so complicated to believe that, and I want to know more about it, but now that she's dead and the father's dead. Because wasn't she in his father's employ in the first place, and he was like, I'll take you away with me type deal? Maybe I kind of feel I gotta go back. This is a confusing show. This one I I remember it was like they were at an army base or whatever, and she was in a tent, and he went in there, and you know whatever. But I don't remember. I thought he was almost with like the Starks at that point. I think you might be confusing Rob's wife with her because those those were introduced in the same time. Oh yes, yes, yes. Both at camp cities, (laughs) and now both dead. Yes, very brutally. Yeah, I'd say hers is more brutal though. Yeah, the whole stabbing in the stomach with baby. No, with knife. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was. She was stabbed to death with a baby. It was a very sharp baby. Horrible. I'm trying to imagine that. Why? I don't know. Um, well, other female characters. Cause this, like you said, I mean, there are a lot of male characters, but the female characters are great in the show. Brienne of Tarth, who gets to kill the uh, the Hound, more or less. You know? Well, I mean, see, I was, I was if just... If he's dead. I was just talking to someone, and I was like, I can't believe she didn't kill him. She just let him die there all alone. And he's like... Oh, Arya. I thought you meant Yeah, Arya. I was like, on a cliff. And then they're like, well, he's probably not dead if she just walked away. Because... Or you would have seen him, like, die, like, a few seconds later, like they usually do. So the fact that they didn't show him actually die means that probably through some miraculous... uh, Wizard in a cave with fireballs. Wizard in a cave with fireballs or dragons lifting him off the ground and saving him. (laughs) or, Or giant mammoths. Somehow he'll survive. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but at least she beat him in combat, which was. But I was impressive. really shocked Arya didn't kill him because I thought that was going to be like a really like not tender moment, but like I don't know, like the end of their relationship was like, all right, I will. You've taught me what you've taught me, and now I'm going to put you out of your misery. And there you go. I think she kind of did that, except for the put you out of your misery. You taught me what you taught me, and now I'm doing the same thing to you. You did to everybody else. But I'm I, robbing you and leaving you to die. No, I. but no, he's put people out of their misery before. A couple times Sometimes, with her. Sometimes, but like, this was like specifically mirroring that um, poor farmer and his daughter. He killed him, right? Did he kill him? Yeah, I thought I, he just robbed him and left, and she maybe killed him. I don't remember off the top of my head. But. I, I'd have to look back at that, because I remembered him killing him, but maybe she just asked him to. Now, you, you said you like Danny, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Of course, yeah. I kind of go back and forth on her, where I like the actress, but I kind of 50-50 on the story, and it just feels like, why don't you just get on a boat with your dragons and go to the, the, the main continent, because you're just, you've been running around doing more or less the same thing for three seasons now. That's true. I guess I really haven't noticed that as much, because every time she does it, it's always very, very... Um, we can't use language. Um, awesome. <laughs> More or less. So, 
And usually there's not a whole lot of time spent on her. That's true. And you also, you binge watch the first two seasons, whereas I've been watching episode to episode for four seasons now, for the most part. So, you know, occasionally it'll be two or three Well, she was definitely most interesting in that first season when she was married to... With Count Drogo and everything. That yeah. was cool. And when, you know, she walked out of the fire like Rat Shack, Meshack, and a Bendigo. Did <laughs> I say a Bendigo? Yeah. Like, there was I'm a bad. lot of cool things with her. And, yeah, it's kind of eased off, but I... I feel like, in my mind, she was just so far away that it's taking her forever. But she's not even that far away. I don't know where she is. Because there's other characters who have been in, like, King's Landing who have gone out to meet her. Like, um, the old dude who's with her now, he was over in King's Landing. Um, who's the who's her main lieutenant? Um, who she fired recently. Yeah, but he was with her from the beginning. He was, but the other guy was sent out from King's Landing in, like, season one to go, like, meet up with her. Oh, I don't remember that. And, like, they've been back... Other people have been, like, back and forth to Bravos, which I'm pretty sure is on the same continent that she's on, across the narrow I, sea. I need a map. Do the books have a map? I'm pretty sure. I've seen maps on... Because on that there. is one thing that is really unclear well, with the show. Well, not necessarily. The whole opening credits are a map. Yeah, but, like, when you're in the story, when you're watching it... That's you- true. Like, you have the Fire Lady. Where is the Fire Lady? Melisandre. In, in relation to Daenerys. And why do none of these characters overlap, like, at all? Mm, well, I mean, some of they do. Yeah, but they still always feel rather sectioned off. Like, you always had a ton of Stark and Lannister interaction. Mm-hmm. But then with Fire Lady, with um, Stan... Stannis, he's kind of interacted a little bit. And now, starting in this season, looks like he's going to be doing a lot next year. Right, and then you had these side groups that really stayed on the outskirts. Yeah, I mean, people tend to travel back and forth between groups. Like, you know, the the wall is separate, but people will travel back and forth between there. Well, that makes sense, because they're not traveling anywhere. Not for the most part. The wall people are basically stationary. Right, right. Well, except for last season when uh, Jon Snow was like, north of the Wall for a while. And, and right, your your predictions, you said half came true right. with this season <laughs> finale. I, the way, and I haven't read the books. Uh, I think I've talked about that on Jersey Show before, but I haven't read the books. So my, oh, how is Tyrion going to get out of this? Well, we've seen we've had it set up that um, the Onion Knight and Stannis went to Bravos to the Iron Bank to be like, hey, Lannisters aren't going to pay you back. And then we didn't touch on it for like three episodes. I'm like, well... That says to me that they're going to show up at King's Landing out of nowhere with a bunch of ships from Bravos and just wreck shop. Not exactly what happened. Instead, they showed up at the wall and saved Jon Snow and everybody and put an end to the to the um, wildling uprising. Which, honestly, when you have, like, how many thousands of people attack and they spare Jon Snow, they're just, like, killing people at random and they're like, oh, we're going to not kill him. Well, they kill the people who are attacking. Those people stood in the center and didn't. And also, they could see he was the one person dressed in crow clothes, you know. Yeah, I, I guess. But I was still like, ah, I feel like in real life, he would have been murdered along with the rest of them before he could even explain <laughs> who he was. Well, but I did like that interaction. All the interaction between Stannis and John and um, the, the king beyond the wall. What's his name? Um, the guy who we went there to kill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ponytail. Yeah, I know who you mean, but... Yeah, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But, like, all those... Like, the interactions before Stannis got there where they were talking about... 
um, Egret, which, oh, my poor Egret, I oh, love Egret so much. I can't believe they killed her. But she's, she's joining season two, or series two of Utopia, which makes me very happy. I don't know Rose what Leslie. I will explain to you later. Like, she, her send-off in the previous episode was good, but I like that they kind of gave her a eulogy in this episode. Yeah, because that you wanted him to know that, like, you wanted that for them, and it wasn't what you wanted exactly, but you, you got them to almost be able to say, I love you to each other one last time. And then once Stannis showed up, like, everything with, like, you knew my father, and what would your father do in the situation? He'd listen to me because no one else in the country will. <laughs> um, Not to jump around, but how did Tyrion get from the prison to his dad's mansion? Same building. Really? I think it was all in, in the castle. Okay, so he just knew the, the way up because all of a sudden he was in the bedroom with Shane. I'm like, is this a dream sequence? Like, what's going on? Either they're. Both in the castle, or because he's the hand of the king, his office is at the prison, basically. Okay. Or the prison is at the same building. That makes sense, because I was watching it, and I just didn't get the connection. And I feel like there's a lot of connections I you miss not reading the books, and I can't wait to go back and do that after the show is done, or at least far enough through that I can start reading the books and not feel like I'm going to give myself any spoilers. <laughs> You have Sam's girlfriend. Gilly, I love She's Gilly. so cute. Gilly, and do you remember Robert Baratheon's bastard who Melisandre, she, she like put leeches on him and maybe slept with him, I forget, and then sent him off on a boat into the ocean? Not at all. Last season. Good looking, t- early 20s, dark haired guy, looks kind of like Podrick but isn't, who was Robert Baratheon's biological son who was, like, escaping with everybody and they got picked up by Melisandre and Stannis and everybody. Sounds good. He wasn't King's Landing. He was, like, a tailor or something. Yes! Okay, the boy, him. the boy. So him and oh, that actor and the actress who plays Gilly were both on a, uh, I believe BBC, maybe uh, IT4, but a British show called Skins. They're actually both in the same season, is that right? I'm trying to figure out what Skins would be about. Either um, a taxidermy show no, no, or... it's a high school show, but it's, uh, I believe Skins refers to wrapping papers. It's like slang for wrapping papers for cigarettes. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but I believe they're, the, the show is interesting because there's seven seasons, I think, total. And every two seasons, they would focus on a different junior and senior year for a group of students. So the first two years is one group. The second two years is one of the younger sisters of the first group. And then a whole bunch of new people. This, the third two are... Brand new group of students. And then they did a seventh season, which was just like three miniseries, kind of picking up with some of those characters years later. That makes sense. It had its great moments and its really terrible moments as a show. But <laughs> both of them were in the same two seasons together, so it was really cool to see them. And I loved, uh, I forget the actress's name, but she played Cassie on Skins, and she plays Gilly here. And just adorable. Um, she plays kind of crazy in Skins. Like That'll be inter- that would be interesting tri- to tripped see. Tripped out, kind of spacey, hippie girl. With legitimate mental issues. <laughs> like, if you mix Gilly with crazy eyes, I don't know how to explain it better than that, but nice, really nice. <laughs> really like nice. The nicest person ever. So just high. Kind of. So yeah, her and Sam together. They're perfect. They're amazing. And I was so proud of how Sam stepped up during the battle and was, like, shooting people, and he was not backing down at all, even with, like, Gilly begging him to stay, which was, like, so heartbreaking. He's still like, no, I'm... I've got to do my duty. Exactly, exactly. Now, how did you feel about the uh, light-bending wizards of Waverly Place, or whatever <laughs> you wanted to call them? So you're referring to when... I guess it was almost the end Bran of the episode. And, and Bran and uh, Who have Hodor been very, and very selectively 
put into episodes with very small amounts. Yeah. Um, I always forget they exist. So that's where you start to get into that wizards and shit level where I'm like, oh, come on. I thought the skeletons looked awesome. They that were very cool. That whole fight was cool. Some of the best CG probably ever on the show, I would say. Like, they looked good. Very creepy, very believable. Once you start getting into Pyro Wizard and the thing that... I, I have been spoiled on, Grace hasn't, but the the thing that was not in the finale that a lot of book readers expected to be in that scene, when you start adding to that level, it's... The thing they cut out is cool, I guess, but at the same time, it's all kind of feeding into that level of stuff that just doesn't interest me, of just magic nonsense and... Well, it's interesting because there really hasn't been anything like that in... Till now, you have the white wizards, but they're more of monsters and magic. Yeah, like zombies type things. Right? They're not. They're not magical or or wizard like. And you have the fire lady, but again, that with her with her weird demonic. Yeah, but that again, they feel very natural. They feel like a part of this world. It right. Whereas the wizard guy felt like something out of it. Was like all of a sudden Luke Skywalker is here, and we don't know why. Yeah, it was. Totally off-putting for the show. Yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes, particularly because of that thing that was not in here that I haven't spoiled you on and won't, but... My guess is reading it in a book, when you don't see it like that, it comes across as fitting in much more. Probably. And then when you, you see it actually like that, and I think they probably could have changed the C- CG a little bit to make it feel more natural. I, I mean, I was thinking even... Just make it more like a dragon or more like fire than those, like, or s- just slower light. Something that felt more natural would would have been better. Possible, yeah, like, and what the heck is she? The child thing? Yeah, the, which I don't know. I, I mean, I'm guessing, I was talking with somebody at work about this. You know how they always talk about, you know, the Andals and the First Men being, like, the, kind of the, the racial groups that exist? And there's other ones that exist in mm-hmm. there. You know, kind of like how you had the Nords and the... The Saxons and, you know, who different groups who then populated Europe and, you know, intermarried right. and became different groups there. But you, you have the, the Andals, Andals, I forget exactly how they say that, and the First Men. What if First Men is not just a literal the First Men, but is a reaction to the children? What if it's the First Men is a reactionary name applied to a group who opposed the children, who left the children, or something like that? It's, it's I, very I would, possible. I wonder if that could be a thing. Well, we, we know, like, next to nothing about them from watching the show yet, but... Right. How many books are there? I believe there's five currently published of a planned eight. Originally planned seven, and then he recently said, oh, there's probably going to be eight. That makes sense. Okay, so there will be some sort of ending. I mean, there's almost no chance he lives how many long books enough to write have, all of them. How many books have they gone through at this point? They just finished book three. Season one was book one, season two was book two, seasons three and four were book three. Okay. Now, there were some you know, some scenes from here or there. Right, around. so then season five is presumably... Season five and six will most likely be book four, but they've also said they plan on doing seven seasons of the show, I think, and that means there's going to be a lot of stuff they'll probably discuss. Apparently, George R.R. R. Martin, the writer of the books, has told the um, executive producers of the show, whose name they're escaping me at the moment, but he has told them how the books end. Oh. How they will end. So if he dies because he's 11 or if... How old is he? He is pretty old. Okay. He's probably like 80. And he's from New Jersey, actually. Oh, fun fact. Um, or if just the show ends before... Like the show's ready to end before the books are done because he takes forever to write them, um, they'll be able to finish it, even though the books won't be done, almost certainly, at that point. Well, that's good. That's good knowing that we'll have some sort of security. 
Well, and the, as the books keep going, they keep changing more and more things from the books. So it's more likely it'll be, I don't want to say greatest hits, but it'll be very, more different as it goes along from the books. So it won't even be like full spoiling as much as it's, this is this version, that's that version type deal. Um, so we talked about pretty much all the female characters and Tyrion, because Tyrion's just awesome. The best. <laughs> uh, you talk about the Hound. I kind of liked and hated the Hound at the same time. I feel like he wasn't meant to be liked. But he was at the same... He, he might not have been meant to be liked, but he was meant to be... He was a great character. as well. He was a good character, but he wasn't really meant to be liked. I mean, he was very much a real, I am here for myself, I am only here for myself, I will do what is good for me and what is only good for me. And that was basically his character. Jon Snow, who's... Is the best. See, I find him incredibly boring, but I find everything that goes on around him very interesting. Like, him just as a person... What's so boring about him? Do you, he's you don't... just kind of a blank slate who kind of stares around dumbly at a lot of things. That uh, Maybe it's just because he's cute <laughs> that I like enough. him. <laughs> like, there's all kinds of interesting things happening around him, and I just feel like he's kind of that slightly dumb guy who's also determined. Like, a determined dumb guy. Who's not particularly interesting. Oh, I think he's rather clever. He knows has more like, you know, battle smarts more than But he doesn't even have battle smarts so much as just he happened to be the guy who saw what's coming and no one believes him. So he comes off smart because he's like, Well, why don't you hit it with a sword? <laughs> you know? That's, that's Whereas everyone else is like, you know, dragon not dragon, but mammoths and giants don't exist. Right. He's like, I saw them, but they don't believe him because he's kind of a, just a big dumb nothing. I guess I've never seen him like that, but, you know. <laughs> um, now, what about Jamie? Because he's been exceedingly interesting this this season. Yeah, well, I mean, he went from big villain to much more understandable, kind of on a redemptive path last season. And then he had that kind of little romance with... With Bree. With Bree, then comes home, rapes his sister, and then ignores his sister, frees his brother, and then... Yeah, like, I don't... I don't know. How, and I, I know a lot of people were really upset about the whole sept scene and, and the rape. Or was it rape or was it not? Or was I, I think. Be? But at the end of the day, like, sure. Let's say it was. That's a horrible thing. A, it's fiction, so I'm not losing any sleep over it. No, it's Having not a real. Having a real person, that's really bad. I feel terrible. Not a good thing. It would have been nice if it wasn't in the, like, burial grounds. Yeah, that made it extra creepy. But it's like. I don't care, and this is weird to say, but I don't care if he's redeemed in the end. Like, yes, he was on a redemptive arc. Sometimes those don't work out, you know? Yeah, he's been messed up from the beginning. I think he has some good in him, but he's 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 kind of messed up. The whole family has some major issues. <laughs> Inbreeding will do that. I mean, you? the first time you really meet him is when he kills the one kid for seeing him. Well, he didn't kill him, Brandon. So he paralyzes him. Oh, that's right. He didn't die. Regardless, he pushed him off... A tower. Yeah. So, good is dead, you know. And then he has gone back and forth and back and forth and... Lost his hand and... Yeah, lost... I forgot about that, too. And then he was learning to fight again and didn't use that for anything. Well, I think the whole point was, so you would think he'd be the one to jump in for Tyrion, and then he can't, because even though he tried, he failed. Yeah. Speaking of person who jumped in for Tyrion, I loved Oberon. I liked him a lot. And apparently he was a much bigger character earlier on in the books, like you knew about him much earlier. And he doesn't come in until this season, but I thought he was great. Yeah, I, I can see why they didn't bring him in earlier, because he really did, he wasn't really necessary beforehand. But I kind of wish he had stuck around a little bit longer. I found him very entertaining, but it was an amazing scene. I was waiting to see how he would die, because I knew he couldn't win. But I did not 
envision that. He made the monologuing error. As soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) This is too good. This is too perfect. He's going to, something's going to explode. A dragon's going to pop up. Someone's going to die. And the lady from The Incredible Surf would be like, no capes. (laughs) No monologuing. (laughs) Edna Moe. So I liked him a lot. His wife lady's still around. I don't know exactly what their relationship was, but the lady he would sleep with a lot. But he, he slept oh, with a lot mistress. of people a lot, but I don't, I don't know exactly their relationship. It's paramour. <laughs> oh, that's a good word. Um, I believe that's what he called her. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. She's still around, which makes me wonder, like... I didn't notice her. take some revenge. Well, she was standing right there when he got his skull caved in. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so is she going to take revenge now? And or? it will be interesting to see if we catch up with Cersei's daughter... At all. Oh, right, because she's in, um, what what, town, what place is Oberon from? He's from, um... I don't know, but he's... I forget. He's not from Bravos, is he? He's from a boating town, I feel like. I can't remember. Regardless, I, she wasn't, the daughter wasn't a big character before, but I feel like if they weren't going to catch up with her at some later point, they wouldn't have even bothered with her. I mean, it was some character development for Cersei, but I feel like at some point you're going to be like, oh, so by the way... This is the new Cersei. <laughs> and she's married to this guy's son. Ooh, could be interesting. And she has all these people in her command because we're running out of Lannisters. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I mean, unless they start breeding more, which is very possible. Only need two. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they got like, what? They've got like four kids left total. Yeah. Counting the daughters who are, who are in wherever Oberon's from. And I can't believe I can't remember that, but there's a lot of stuff to remember. What other Starks? You got Bran, who we already kind of talked about, his whole vision quest. Well, you have the, the like, wizard. random pseudo-son. Jon Snow? No, the one who got his ass cut off. Oh, oh, Reek. Reek. Yeah, we didn't catch up with him. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing with Ramsay Snow, or Ramsay Snow, or Ramsay Baratheon now, I guess. It's just Wait, weird. is it Ramsay Baratheon? It's not Baratheon. Ramsey. Might be. Bolton. Bruce Bolton's son. He was Snow, and now he got his full title somehow because his dad did something. I'm um, not sure exactly what. He's the creepiest guy ever. He is so weird. He is, But his battle scene with another female character who I love, who we didn't talk about, but um, Theon. Theon Greyjoy was Reek's real name. His sister, his creepy, weird, maybe incestuous sister thing. I love her. She's just so weird. I'm not into her as much. She's very, very bizarre and uh, just, I guess the first few minutes with her just turned me off to her real fast. (laughs) She's weird, but I kind of like that I don't know anything about her motivation beyond just ruling the Iron Isles. Or was it Iron Isles? Whatever Isles she's from. But everybody wants to rule in this show. I mean, like no one is it just like it's a Game of Thrones. Yeah, like no one is just content to like sit down, have a beer, kill a chicken. Varys, Varys doesn't want to rule. He wants to. He wants to be greasing the wheels. Which one's Varys? Well, uh, the eunuch. No, he very clearly said he wanted to be in charge. I think he very clearly said he didn't want to be in charge. Oh, like, he wants to be in charge behind the scene, but he doesn't want to be the face. That makes like sense. That. Anyway, go back to Theon's sister, whose name escapes me. I love the whole fight scene between her and Ramsay. Like, and everybody was... In the, like, prison with the dogs and everything? And his, like, blades and covered in blood and just... Yeah, I was like, what was he up to? But just some Satanistic or whatever... Who knows? He's creepy. Very, very, very weird. Every time he walks onto screen, I just start, like, cringing and, like, preparing to cover my eyes what because... What weird thing is gonna happen like, now? Like, I don't... Do you remember the bathtub scene? Yeah. 
like the whole time I'm like, oh my god, the bathtub's like a thousand degrees. The second or he gets in, he's gonna die. Like I was like freaked out, and then nothing happens. So like it's like a mind game. Like now that you know, it's like when someone th- threatens someone on a show, and you're like waiting for that to happen and waiting, and, and it's, the, the waiting is actually more scary than what they'll actually do. Mm. That is him because every time I see him, I'm just like something is the worst and scariest, creepiest thing is going to happen. <laughs> so you, you were saying a minute ago, everybody wants to rule, and yes, that is the whole you know Game of Thrones. And one of the things I love about the show is there are a number of characters. There were more now, there's less, <laughs> but there were a number of characters who had very legitimate claims to the throne. Mm-hmm. You had. Joffrey, who, while technically he was a bastard, no one knew that, so he had the direct line of, I want to say ascension, but is that correct? The direct line of the crown flows to him. You have Robert's actual son, the bastard, who my money's probably on for him having the most legitimate one, the claim to the throne. But But how do you prove that? I mean, there's no DNA testing, so (laughs) he's just some brunette who lives in King's Landing. I love how Ned's evidence was, he doesn't have blonde hair. (laughs) I was like, well, Joffrey did, and no one cared, so... Right, right. And he um, was awful. You have Stannis, who, because Robert doesn't have a son, a legitimate son, in the bloodline, the crown should go to him. Right, you and have, then technically to his son. Right. And then Danny, you have... The crown was just wrestled away from her, basically, and her father was murdered, so she has a somewhat legit... Like, all these claims are somewhat legitimate. Yeah, hers not as much, because, like... The whole way kings work is, like, you defeat somebody and then your line now takes over. So her line has been defeated, more or less. And right, right. She, she's not really having a claim to the throne as much as but she will also, have to win. It was also defeated by treachery and not by legitimate... You know, you know what I mean? Like there, is there, there is a, a legitimate way there of doing is it? Legally, a, a difference I think in those types of situations. But you know, like in an actual war, like we come in, we capture you. But when your actual when your actual people turns against you and stabs you in the back, you know, yeah. Then you have originally uh, Rob Stark, but I guess now Jon Snow would kind of flow to. And that wasn't there a whole thing where like Robert wasn't even gonna lead; it was gonna be Ned who was king. But then at the last minute, they. Just changed their minds, or somebody else basically voted him in as king. So the crown should have originally gone to Ned when the Targaryen was killed, and so that means it would have gone to Rob, and now it will go to uh, John, kind of, except he's a bastard. Now I'm still waiting to see how. And then Littlefinger, John, and possibly the other Snow, his mother comes into play. The other Snow? Are you talking Theon? Reek? No. Ramsay. Ramsay. You think they have the same mother? They have the same last name. Snow just means you're a bastard. Snow denotes that you were born out of wedlock. It's like... It's Why like is that letter. not explained? I think it was. Oh. Well, regardless, they made some big deal in the first season about John's mom. Which, as far as I know, in the books has never been revealed who she is. Yes. Okay, so it's just like a There's, You could infer it from certain things, but it's never been... Explicitly okay. Stated. Oh, and I, have no I idea didn't who it is. get that. But That's no, they're, why it's they're not I thought they were somehow like weirdly brothers, and I was waiting for that. I thought that was like a big reveal when he said his name was Ramsey Snow, and now I'm really disappointed. <laughs> well, it kind of was if you knew that Roose Bolton had a bastard. But I didn't even know who Roose whatever was. I think he was. Uh, it's complicated. There's there was a there. lot of people, and I watched that season very quickly <laughs> and on very little sleep. I really should rewatch it, but Melisandre is probably the one female character we haven't talked much about. Who? The Fire, Fire Lady. Lady. 
probably my most hated character uh, on the show. She's just not... I mean, I guess technically she's interesting, but it doesn't interest me at all. I, I can't stand, and this is a little bit treading on the rules here, but I can't stand in real life or in fiction characters who use religion to screw people over who do terrible things in the name of, oh, but it's okay because uh, my god said it was okay. And her whole, like, burning people alive and... But I don't hate her any more than I hate Cersei, who has no religious reasons for the evil things she does. I can forgive that more, because then it's just, you at least admit you're selfish. <laughs> and in this, in the, and in, for Melisandre, See, it's, I'm either insane or a huge charlatan, and she's admitted to being a charlatan. To find charlatan. To, um, to Stannis' wife, she's basically like, you and I both know this is nonsense, but if it gets people to follow me, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but there is some reality in what she's doing. She seems to believe, like, 10% of it. She did birth a demon baby. (laughs) That's true. That's true. They have shown actual things that there's something magical or um, miraculous going on there. So it's not just all in her head. There's something. What it is? But still, the fact that she's, like, burning people alive in the name of a loving, you know, demon god thing is Yeah, she's evil. She's crazy. But if I saw a baby demon get birthed, I might, you know, convert. It didn't sway the onion knight. He was even more put off by her than ever. Yeah, well, you never know. Which I like him a lot. Like, he seems to be one of the most, like, lawful good people in the show. And then the daughter. Oh, she's great. And the two of them interacting are just fantastic. The whole teaching him how to read thing and him coming up with the Iron Bank idea and all that was great. So have we... We've kind of just talked... Circles around circles. circles. Is there anything in particular you've missed talking about the show that you want to throw in? We went through the Starks that are alive. <laughs> oh, except the Pee-wee, who we haven't even seen this season, whose name I can't remember. Pee-wee? <laughs> His name's not actually Pee-wee. It's the youngest one. Didn't he die? No, no. Remember the, they had that wildling maid, basically, who was with them, and who like knew about the North and, and wargs and stuff, but... No. Dark-haired lady, she was rescued by, I yeah. think, Ned, like, way in the beginning. When And then last season, they were stuck in that tower when the Wildlings attack and shot John. And then they went through the tunnel, and she took the youngest one and was like, it's not safe for him to go with you. You have your mission to go find the magic tree and the wizard dude, but I'll keep track of your little brother and keep him safe, because I'm not going back north Okay, I, I do vaguely remember that now. I In my brain, I killed him off. Yeah, um, so we haven't seen either of them this season. He'll probably pop up in a few years and be like, surprise! <laughs> I'm the wizard. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. You need stilts. Um, but, <laughs> uh, talk to all the, talk to them, I mean, the Red Wedding was last year, so there's no real reason to talk about that, but, yeah. um, and we didn't see any of those, like, evil family members this year that I can remember of the Starks, whose name I can't even remember. If It might have been Stark. It wasn't Stark. Who? The the people who held the Red Wedding, who, like, turned on them and... Oh, yeah, they're freaky. Yeah, they're, yeah, weird, they're like, not Starks. Uh, basically, the the Duggars of Westeros. <laughs> like, I don't remember <laughs> what their what their name was, but you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, you know, The Duggars of Westeros. That's pretty much what they were. <laughs> it was super creepy. Um, yeah, I think we've covered pretty much... Which is honestly impressive because there's a lot of characters. Who do you want to end up on the Iron Throne in the end? How about all of them? All of you within the share. Like a timeshare throne. You take Wednesdays, I take Thursdays. Honestly, not a woman, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Why? 
It's just not going to happen. Why not? It's just not. I can see Marjorie ruling with the new little blondie and then making a, a good match over with his dumb, naive kind-heartedness and with her kind of more manipulation. I feel like they could do a decent job. I also feel like they're really setting up Jon Snow to take some sort of control. I can't see one of the Baratheons really doing it. I feel like they haven't... I certainly don't want Stannis to be in charge just because he's got Melisandre. I mean, for all we know, Littlefinger will end up there just because he figures out how to convince everybody. (laughs) Littlefinger and Varys. Yeah, and and Sansa, because he's got Sansa. Yeah. So if he creepily marries her and they could rule... I've got this weird feeling that Jon Snow is going to somehow meet up with Danny and the two of them will rule. Like I can together. definitely see that. And that, I think, would be I, I think she's the a, coolest She's a little thing. bit too much of a woman for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't... For s- yeah, but he did okay with Egret, who was... Egret was all show, though. For the most... Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was... I mean, she was putting on a part. tough face because well, she, she lived with, like, a thousand way. men. She had to, but she could also back up a lot Where I that. feel like Daenerys has a lot, lot more... More balls in general. <laughs> and, and dragons. dragons. <laughs> so, I mean, the combination kind of trumps Jon Snow's sword. That's a weird metaphoric... Yep. <laughs> euphemism <laughs> there. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean... It'll, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, most likely what will happen is a few people will end up ruling. One will start ruling for a little while, and then someone else will... do you think the kingdom gets broken up? And you get, like, the king of the north and the king of the south? No, and... I don't see that. I see, like, for instance, Marjorie and Blondie ruling for a little while, and then Daenerys coming in and taking over, and then oh, Jon Snow I, coming I in and taking over. Happen. I think they're going to take turns not voluntarily. Okay, <laughs> you think there'll be battles for this? Maybe even, like, a Game of Thrones? No, that's probably pretty unlikely. I think they'll, you know, slam the circle singing Kumbaya first. Maybe barter for it, but... Westerosi Kumbaya. Hey, you never know. Or just when it rains. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes. And then, you know. Well, I think we've talked about uh, Orange is New Black and Game of Thrones enough. We can probably talk about them again sometime in the future, because there's plenty more to say. Tons. But uh, But not for a little while since the seasons. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, this has been Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. And I still don't know where I am from, but I'm Grace. <laughs> Grace, and, uh, Grace from the unknown land of mystery. <laughs> and have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830. And just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan, F-R-N, Jersey. And iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out hhwlod.com for lots of great content just like it. Mm-hmm.